You are listening to Empower Me with Aerie. Welcome everyone to Empower Me with Aerie show. I am Erica Holmes. I go by Queen Aerie because there is royalty on the inside of each and every one of us. The Bible talks about it. It causes us a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. I know you guys are going to enjoy this episode today. We have some very special guests with us. We are going to be talking about marriage and ministry. Our very special guests, Shalanda and Nick Allen, they're here. And so what we have to understand is what does it really mean to do marriage and ministry together? What does it actually take? Many desire marriage, but are they, are they prepared for the process after the wedding? Are we being mindful and patient to connect with purpose partners, you all, in order to make the effect that God has called us, each and every one of us, one of us to make as we come together within the marriage uh, ministry? Um, these are hot topics today, and so we're going to get right into it. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you all for coming. I really appreciate you all. And so I'll just say this, like uh, I had a was with a dinner at a dinner with Shalanda and her personality is just contagious and she had us all laughing and I love how, you know, just her character. And so, and she's very supportive. And I said, we had to get this queen on here because there's something special about her. Um, very selfless. And I could tell that she has an authentic heart. So, yes. Yeah, so welcome. So please tell us a bit more about yourselves, uh, you know, and reintroduce yourselves. Where are you from and what do you currently do? Well, my name is Shalonda Allen. Thank you so much, Ari, for having us on. Thank you. And it's a complete honor to be here. (laughs) And you are an amazing woman of God. You pour and you pour, and I I appreciate it. Mm. I just, I thank you. I love it. Oh, you're welcome. Um, My name is Shalonda Allen. Um, This is my husband, Nick Allen. (laughs) Hey, Hey, Nick. (laughs) Hey, Nick. (laughs) Um, I am from, well... My family is by way of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay. Um, I've lived in Arizona. I went to elementary school here. Wow. You know, the only time I've, you know, I really left here was when I, uh, when I married my husband. Oh. So, yeah. She moved all the way to Toledo, to Toledo to be with me. Okay. To Toledo, Ohio. Toledo. She left that all of the lot. sunshine. Look. And palm trees. Listen. To okay. move to Snowy, Ohio. That's special. But when it's what? a purpose partner. Mm-hmm. You'll make those moves. you make those moves. <laughs> definitely, definitely have purpose behind it, yeah. I yes. love that you'll make those moves. And so what do you guys currently do, um, you know, together? Or what do you currently do? Oh, uh, well, we uh, we operate and run. Um, it's called A to Z Christian Life. It's an it. outreach that we use or that we do. Um, it's right now just uh, basically social media based. Okay. Um, but... Uh, Right now, what we're doing, we're kind of in the process of building. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, the platform mm-hmm. on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a uh, podcast. I love that. That we also do. Yes, um, that's where amazing. We're just, we're just interviewing people mm-hmm. um, and just, you know, trying to uh, feed the people of God. I love that. Um, that and also, uh, we're in the middle of starting a uh, nonprofit okay. called Project 413. Um, Love that. With that, we're going to do more 
uh, personal outreach. Okay. You know, we're at, we actually want to be able to reach out and feed people. Mm. Um, we want to be able to motivate people. Wow. Um, we want to be able to get souls saved, you know. Jesus. So in order to get souls saved, first, you got to take care of the physical man. Come on. But then you also have to take care of the spiritual man. I love so that. So part of, part of Project 413 mm-hmm. is taking care of, you know, feeding people. But then while we're feeding people, mm-hmm. we're going to be giving people Jesus. Yes. Amen. See, I absolutely love that. And as you were talking, I, I literally I literally sense elevation. I really do. And, mm-hmm. and I, I could see you guys um, having a, a pastoral mantle. I really can. And going out and helping and tending to God's sheep. Mm-hmm. And I see that. And, and as you were talking, man of God, literally it was like, um, like your voice is needed. Your voice is needed mm-hmm. for the men. You guys' voice, voices are needed for families Amen. because there's something that you can input into somebody that they're missing, you Amen. know, because we have to understand this. A lot of times people um, miss this part, which this is the biggest part. We uh, we are God's hands and feet. We are. We are. A lot of we people are. are like, I'm waiting on God in this. Somebody come right by you with what you need and then you don't move. You're, I'm waiting on God. Well, God, the manifestation of God is right there. Absolutely. Working in that person. We, we served under a bishop. Mm-hmm. Um, Bishop Beterone Robinson. Okay. And, you know, somebody would always come and say, you know, well, Bishop, why we ain't got this? Why mm-hmm. this ain't done? Mm-hmm. And his favorite thing to say to somebody was, it ain't done because you ain't did it See, yet. See, come on. If you yet. do it. Listen. If you do it, somebody out there is waiting for you to come do it. On. That's right. And when you do it, then it'll be done. Absolutely. Listen. But it has to start somewhere. That is so powerful. Y- y'all, he, he just he just uh, taught a sermon right there. I kid you not. That, that was so simple, but it was so profound because it's something that we need to hear. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. It is because a lot of times, literally, like I said, we're, we're like, well, I'm waiting on God. God is like, no, I've been waiting on you waiting for on the you. last few years. God is definitely and waiting on us. You, you see what I'm saying? And, and there is a reason as to, to why our eyes are opened up to certain things. So right. somebody can come into church and be like, well, why is the music, you know, like that? And they are musically inclined mm-hmm. and they have all these complaints. And it's like, God is saying, step up. I need you to go up there. Mm-hmm. there I go. need you to, you know what I mean? Allow me to use you for my glory. Sometimes so, you are the change that the church come needs. Come on. Mm-hmm. That is true. See, no. yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're definitely, we're definitely going to have, when you guys do start that ministry, that Oops. outreach ministry, we're going to have to have you guys come back. Absolutely. And you could even bring, you know, a person or two mm-hmm. so that they could just share their testimony. Because I know that God is going to allow you all to impact people lives. Amen. Oh, yeah. I know Thank it. That's our prayer. Yes. And so I want to ask this. We're talking about marriage and ministry. <laughs> can you tell us, I heard you say in Ohio, but can you tell us about your individual journeys and how you actually connected? You want to start? I'll start. <laughs> Before I met my husband, mm. um, I was in a season when I was single where I was tired of dating. Okay. Um, I'm tired of choosing what I thought were eligible students for me. <laughs> um, that was something I, I, I kept saying I kept failing at it because I didn't allow God to do it. Mm. Um, I decided just to stop. Okay. Like, I'm just, I don't want to do this anymore. God, you're going to have to send it because clearly I do a horrible job of thinking. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I did. I stayed in prayer. Um, at the time, I was um, leading over singles ministry at the ministry that I was okay. um, attending at the time. And that brought so much faith in the process. I mm. mean, there was so many of us women, and we all do, why right? we yearn because we want 
uh, marriage. We, yeah. we, we want a good, healthy, godly marriage, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, someone to praise God with, someone who I could be, mm. you know, naked and unashamed, you know, right. you know, real with. Right. You wanted that. Um, and we were all desiring the same. And we're talking this thing through. And we're encouraging each other. Like, mm. you know, we're setting boundaries and we're not going to do this, yeah. you know, because we're not going to keep falling for the same tricks and the same traps yeah. over and over again. So I stopped dating and I spent time with Holy Spirit. Um, at the time, um, I was a, I was a single mother at the time with my mm-hmm. daughter. So, like I always tell a lot of the you know singles who are single mothers, you can put all that time, all that extra energy, and you won't to be with somebody mm-hmm. into that baby. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's, that's what really I did. Good. I poured a lot of my time into my daughter. I mean, I always did, but um, I took you know time to enjoy myself mm-hmm. and um, find intimacy with Holy Spirit. That. Something that I kid you not now is everything to me. I know how to go back to it. I yearn for it mm. when I know that I feel like I'm drifting away. I've had that time. I know what it's like. I know what it feels like. So I had that before I had intimacy with my husband. Mm. So that to me was for, was for everything, right? That <laughs> was that right there was a, a drop the mic statement. <laughs> what? And but I needed it. I learned a lot about myself. Mm. I, I enjoyed myself. I went to the movies by myself. Yeah. Um, and I love being with you know I love being with my girlfriends, right? I love that, mm. right? But we talked about these things, you know. Why do we keep attracting the same thing? You know, why is, you know, what is, what is, what is wrong with me? Mm. And it's not really the case. That's how to step wow. back. We step back and we, we go back to the, our first love. I love right. That. And so, um, that's our individual stories. Uh, the funny thing is, um, we would travel back and forth to Toledo, Ohio, my mother and I for conferences at our uh, family's church in Toledo, mm-hmm. uh, New Bethel church of God in Christ. And, um, that's where I actually met Nick. But wow. it's, <laughs> the funny story is, is the fact that we've been around each other many times wow. and never spoke. I mean, what? our families have known each other for a really long time. I've never, I never met him. I didn't even know him. Oh, my god. So, um, I mean, there was a live recording that he did with the Rand Allen group. And um, I was in the front row. And I swear the camera panned on me a few times because I still see myself. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> But um, he never knew me. He never knew me. That is amazing. He never knew me. And so we've been around each other. And but I will talk about the first time we spoke. But I think. Oh, Lord. (laughs) He's like, don't you embarrass me. (laughs) We were introduced to each other at a conference and he kind of gave me the look as if like what? Like, he just wasn't interested. Nick is introverted. I am an extreme extrovert. Mm. Um, we are complete opposites. Wow. Complete opposites. Yeah, she, okay. she, she is on 10 all the time. <laughs> I'm, I'm at, like, two and a half most of the time. I'm a so bubble funny. buster. I bust bubbles, and I make people uncomfortable. <laughs> I hug at random random people at random mm. times. Funny. <laughs> but, um, so, um, I felt rejected. Yeah. And I was just like, ew, no, he didn't. Right, like me. Right. I often tell her, I was in a particular situation when we met. Right. Because, and that's kind of where my story begins is because, uh, you know, I, you know, my uncle is, is you know, a, a bishop, you mm-hmm. know, in the Church of God in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so um, I grew up uh, playing drums, you know, musician. Played drums for him for, uh, before he passed away for, 30 some years. Oh, wow. And so, you know, uh, did a lot of traveling and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I was kind of in a situation where, um, I wasn't fresh off of a, off of a divorce Mm. when, when I met Shalonda, but I was kind of, um, 
probably about five or six years off of, you know, okay. of a divorce. And so I kind of got trapped up after after getting divorced. I kind of got trapped up. And um, John, Jonathan McReynolds has a song called Cycles. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. I was, like, really just, like, going through cycles, man. You know, I was a single dad um, raising my son. Then I had another daughter um, from the same relationship. And so, you know, I was just call myself, uh, you know, trying to be a single man, but I, you know, out there, you know, and in ministry at the same time, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. but still failing myself mm-hmm. every single time. And, you know, relationship wise, you mm-hmm. know, um, not able to keep myself, you know, consecrated, not able to keep myself holy. And I was just at a point to where, man, I don't want to meet nobody else. Wow. You know, just that situation. Mm-hmm. Just like, yo, I'm trying to do right, but, man, I keep failing, man, mm-hmm. you know? And so when I got introduced to Shalanda, it was like... It was quick, though. Yo, I looked at Shalanda and I said, no, nope, I'm not going to do it because yeah. I know it's going to be messed up, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. I was in a process of where I had to take myself out of the cycle wow. in order That's to keep powerful. myself right, you know? Ooh. But, uh, you know... it. That, and that's what that's where God stepped in because this was ordained. Yeah. This was straight up ordained for mm-hmm. me and her to get together. And it, it was right because we were long distance. Okay. You know, which yeah. meant that there was, you know, kind of a, a minimal contact deal to where we were able to do relationship mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. You know, without yeah. it, without it. Because that was a deal is yeah. that... Sex is always what messed up a relationship for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And so I knew that it was ordained because it just felt right. It just and it just right. came in the right way in God's timing. That is so beautiful. And I'm going to ask you, if you don't mind, how did you break that cycle? Was there one or two things that you had to do to break that cycle? And I love how you pretty much you're saying like, God was intentional by having your wife in a whole nother state because, mm-hmm. you know, he wanted to preserve cool. both of you all. Oh, yes. But how did you um, <laughs> break the, the, uh, the, the mm-hmm. cycle? Just any cycles that were kind of Man, I had, to, I had to get with God. I had That's to get with God. I had to get with God, but then also I had to own my mess. Mm, I had to own my mess. Mm. You know, there were some things that I did, you know, being a single man to where, you know, that that were messed up for me, but then also, you know, for, you know, people who I dated, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, wow. Making promises, you know, of relationships, you know, knowing good and well that, you know, yo, I'm a damaged, I'm a damaged individual. Wow. I, I did not need to be out there, you know, especially when you come from divorce mm. and you haven't healed yet. And then you See. go out and you try to start dating. You Ooh. know, as a matter of fact, you start dating even before the divorce is finalized. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I had to, I had to, I had to take time out on my mess, but then I had to heal. That, you know what, goodness gracious. No, seriously, uh, you guys are speaking volumes because a lot of times we get in situations single, you know what I mean, and then get into a marriage totally messed up, unhealed, and now that other person has to suffer with what you wouldn't heal from. That's right. And you're you're bleeding, you end up bleeding, having wounds that you're Mm -hmm. bleeding on somebody that had nothing to do with the wound, and then that's when the divorces happen. That's when, you know, the the separation, and it's like God is saying just 
take your time and heal. Mm -hmm. I love how you said that for real, because there are, um, and it's not man bashing or anything, but there Mm -hmm. are, you know, a lot of men that won't heal. And like you said, I love how you said when you seen her, of course, she's a beautiful woman. But when you seen her, you were like, I got to break this cycle. I wasn't ready. That is powerful. No, that's powerful for a man to own up and say, nope. I got to distance myself. I got to break that cycle. And how on when you were looking at it, your perspective was like, did he reject me? But not understanding what he was fighting, not understanding what he was, the the, uh, cycle that he was trying to break. But when God chooses two people to be together, nothing's going to stop it when there's two yielded vessels. And that is, that's what I see before me is two yielded vessels. And I love how transparent you are because um, you know, having sex before marriage, it is, it's, it's common. It really is common, but a lot of people won't talk about it. Yeah. No, they won't. Right. And Mm -hmm. nobody want to talk about it. And then Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of stuff happened because people are embarrassed. They are ashamed. We're human, human, you know, of course we have God in us, but we have hormones and we have to be real with ourselves and have these type of conversations That is the truth. in order to position ourselves yes. for our purpose partner. So I look, I just, I know there was a lot of time <laughs> on that, but we're just going to move on because we could literally be here for an hour because <laughs> it's so much, yes. it's so much. So I want to ask you all, what was uh, one of the biggest, I guess, what was one of the greatest things that you've learned? Um, Shalanda, while preparing for marriage, I'll oh. ask that. What was the one with the greatest things that you learned while preparing for marriage? And then, Nick, can you answer what was the greatest, one of the greatest things you've learned so far after being married oh. within your situation? Okay. Um, what have I learned while I was preparing for marriage? Um, I know that everything that I prayed for. Mm. Now, I remember, I think it was uh, Tony Evans mm-hmm. that has a book. And they were talking about writing down everything you wanted in a wow. husband, right? Wow. And I was I was detailed, you know. <laughs> it was more like a book by the time <laughs> I got there, you know. Um, but it's funny because <laughs> at one point I took a look back and I thought, did God give me what I asked for? Mm. And some of those things I realized I received, I mean, God never said no to them. Mm. Some of those things we were going to obtain together, that's good. right? Ooh, so that's he didn't good. come wealthy. Cause I wanted wealth mm-hmm, <laughs> when he came. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot of people. Come on, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Right. So the provision was there. I mean, I mean, he, 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 God provided him. Right. And those things will come, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's, it's been prophesied, right? We, we see it. We see the vision. Right. God places so much on, I mean, in us, it's ridiculous. And so, um, so those are things that I was waiting for. Mm-hmm. And, and that was another thing that, you know, I have to stop putting such a, a demand on God, but saying, you know what? God, whatever, whatever you say, because whatever God's going to send me, mm. I know it's going to be right. Right. It'll be what you need. Exactly. And another thing is because um, I have my daughter. So the biggest thing for me was I need to make sure that she received whatever I had, you know, whatever I brought to the, you know, yeah. brought home, so to speak. That's good. Um, that was a really big deal. You know, mm-hmm. knowing that she didn't have um, her father you know, actively in her life. Um, God is great. God has always put, you know, whether it be my father or my brother, you know, she always had a male uh, figure in her life. But that was really, really important. I wanted um, a man that would love her like he his was, child. Uh, yeah, you yeah. know, like his, like she was his. 
And um, and that thing just 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 worked just perfectly. Those things are part of my wow. prayer. The funny thing about it is, is when my daughter was at school, they did like a little project. Mm -hmm. And so when I went to parent teacher conference night, her teacher goes, "I want to show you something. This was I thought this was so cute with Zadaya did." I'm like, "What did she do?" And then she drew a picture, and she was like, "This is my 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 mom's husband that God's gonna bring her." She drew a picture what? and everything. Yes. She drew a picture. Oh, my and, goodness. Yes, and it was so beautiful. I thought to myself, you know, at hindsight, now looking back, you know, right. you think, oh, baby, I need you to keep praying for mama for right. things that she needs. <laughs> You're right. You know, God <laughs> listens when the baby prays. Yeah, the baby clearly. like, mommy, you know? husband. <laughs> draw the husband, God answer it. Right. That is And so good. those are uh, great things. The thing about it is that she saw me praying. She knew what um, I wanted, you know. And, and also, you know, of course, when you go to school and you have friends and they have a mom and dad right. at home, yeah, I'm sure she wanted, yeah. you know, the same kind of structure. But it it was coming. My, my my answer to her has always been, oh, God's going to bring that to mm. us for everything. God's going to provide that. And God has always provided everything I told her God would provide. So my, <laughs> I learned a lot about myself. Yeah. I learned a lot about, um, you know, um, some of the things that, well, I, I don't know. I, I will say that when, <laughs> when we were dating, um, it made it easy to make a commitment to some things because mm. I already, you know, abstained from, from a lot. And I was proud okay. of myself and I didn't want that just to, to fall. Right. So, um, I, I eliminated the need to, to feel afraid to communicate my true authentic feelings. Mm. Like, let me just put it out here. Not in a mean way. Like, look, this is what I'm not going to put up with. Right. Not like that. Yeah. But, you know, getting used to communicating. Right. You know. Right. That transparency. Being right. authentic. Right. And, and it being that. okay. Because yeah. if he really wants me, if he loves me, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure he will be listening. Right. Right. So th that was pretty much, you know, That's good. my process. That's really good. Um, I love how you mentioned because it's the truth. A lot of times we can say, God, this is the type of person I want. We can right. have this list of 125 things. <laughs> and and then when you see the person, you're like, nope, they don't have all 125. But that list, God is like, I've given you desires to write some of that stuff. But it could be 25 things that Come the on. person had. And mm -hmm. together, you guys are going to get the 100. That's you true. see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The additional amount. Mm -hmm. And so we have to keep in mind and just be cognizant and just use wisdom yeah. that um, their number one is not a perfect person. The only perfect person that was here was Jesus and he was the only one that walked this that earth. Right. So our profession comes with him. And so right. we have to understand we cannot push away a good man or a good woman when God is saying, this is who I want you to be with. Amen. Especially once you get married, you realize there's some things about you that you didn't even know. <laughs> mm -hmm. you like, hold this on. This is an uh, process. You know, this thing doesn't stop. You know, I mean. He got to have all of this, but and you're thinking you have all of this or, you know, you know, but you're, you're not even halfway. Oh, my <laughs> you know, goodness. You know, since we're missing some things, too. So, you know, That's we have to funny. be, you know, you know, understandable about that, you know, understanding about that, too. So, mm -hmm. but what would you say you've learned after just briefly? After marriage? After the, yeah. Um, While after you got married. Yeah. Uh, communication. That's communication, good. Yeah. That's good. Um, I think a lot of men, um, just like myself, a lot of men. Um, our closed, closeted kind of, you know, personalities, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I think we, even before the show we talked, my wife is always on 10, you know? <laughs> but me, I'm like a two and a half, you know? I tend not to communicate my feelings mm. or, you know, what's going on with me, you know? Like, I could be having a horrible day, you know, and I won't communicate it, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Because I just don't want to deal with it, you know? I would rather leave it over there, you know, in a separate pile, 
and then you'd be focused on whatever else is going on, mm -hmm. football game or, you know, whatever. Right. Um, so I had to learn how to communicate. That's um, so and the thing is, man, that a lot of men, you have to start communicating. Mm -hmm. You have to start talking because the enemy works in this little silent cone, this little silent area. That's where the enemy works. Yeah. That's where he's busy, you know, and a lot of things that are in your mind. Mm -hmm. Um He's going to keep, he's going to keep, you know, using them to destroy you if you don't start communicating. Wow. So I really, really had to start learning how to communicate um, because I also did not want it to be a generational curse. I Come would pass on. it on to my children or anything like that. You know, communication for a lot of men, you have to talk this, and you have to be open. This is really good, you guys. Seriously, this is really good. I'm taking in a lot because I'm learning to, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm taking mental notes <laughs> while y'all are talking. So I'm just, I'm going to ask a few more questions and then I, I, I want to do something. I want you all, if you don't mind, I want um, Nick, I want you to speak to the camera and, and talk to the men um, about exactly what you just said about um, pretty much. I don't know if it's a fear that men have and they want to be silent. They don't want to uh, show that they're emotional creatures. We all are emotional. I want you to give an encouraging word to the men. Um, and then I, um, and then we'll go from there. But I, what I want to ask, we have a couple minutes left. I want to ask, uh, what are some things that families can do to heal or to, to reach family restoration? Because I've noticed, of course, that the enemy has loved to attack the family mm -hmm. structure. We see that from Adam and Eve. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Serpent came in to break up something that had was just put together. That's right. And so um, it, it, it's time, I believe God is saying, it's time for family to be restored. I, I, I have my restored shirt on because I know that God was saying in 2021, this is the year of restoration. God is going to restore families. He's going to uh, restore men, restore women, and, um, of course, restore us as well and put us back into our proper place or position. But just briefly, I want to ask just what are a couple things that a family can do to reach uh, restoration and healing? Oh. Just a couple things. Um, as Nick said, communication. That's good. And, and being, you know, being open and unapologetic with conversation. That's very, very important. Mm. Other thing about it is, um, actually, we had a conversation about this Um that we all grew up, you know, in church, you know, and we all, you know, have these religious systems mm. that we've, you know, all been bound to. And I know you were um, explaining to me, you know, when, you know, he was in ministry and he was busy with church a lot. Mm. You know, you tend to keep your kids, you know, kind of in these, you know, these tight, you know, clothes. Like church. You know, right. and, and, and you're feeding church, you're feeding the system into mm. them. You know, you're beating it to, into them and wow. you're thinking, my child is so disobedient, you know. Wow. You know, why are they acting this way? We give them church, but we don't tell them why we're giving them church. Wow. So the we just give them we're not just giving a relationship. church. Right. Ooh, that's right. good. You guys, right. that right there mm -hmm. is absolutely awesome. We're almost out of time, but that's huge. Communication with your kids. Don't just uh, shove church down their throat, uh -uh. but have a, have a talk with them. See what's going on internally. See what's going on. Help them understand what a relationship with God looks like, what it right. means. I think that's absolutely awesome. So, Nick, can you speak to the men out there yeah. just briefly, just a few words that you have to give, and we're going to close. Yeah, to, to the men out there, um, brothers, um, I know it's tough. I know it's a struggle. Um, I know that it seems like sometimes the weight of the world is on your shoulders. But I am standing here as a living witness to let you know that 
if you trust God, mm-hmm. that God will come through for you. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, trust in the Lord with all, all thine own heart. Uh, lean not to thine own understanding. Um, in all your ways, acknowledge God, and he'll direct your path. So it may, be, it, it may look bleak. It may be challenging sometimes, but I am here as a witness to let you know that you don't have to struggle. You don't have to live the way, uh, life the way that, that you're living it right now. I'm here to let you know that God will come through for you. Communicate. Open up. If you need to see a therapist, whatever it is, go see a pastor. Go talk to uh, a, a man of God who, who has God's heart and, and open up and deal with your issues so that you can be free. That's my prayer for you today. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. The preceding program was brought to you by the Holy Spirit Broadcasting Network, HSBN Television. Empower me with airy. 